the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Today we have the opportunity to have our eyes opened a bit more, our knowledge expanded as to who we truly are as a people of Christ, as the kingdom of God on the earth, and as what he calls and scripture tells us that we are the body of Christ in the earth. We're the body of Christ in the earth. And that statement has absolutely everything to do with what we have become as a whole, with every living stone being put together to show forth the reality of the nature and glory of God and Jesus Christ. We begin with our gospel reading from the Holy Gospel of St. Mark in chapter 7. Jesus, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, came through the midst of the region of Decapolis to the Sea of Galilee. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech, and they begged him to put his hand on him. And he took him aside from the multitude, and he put his fingers in his ears, and he spat and he touched his tongue. Then looking up to heaven, he sighed, and he said to him, Ephphatha, that is, be open. Immediately his ears were opened, and the impediment of his tongue was loosed, and he spoke plainly for the first time in his life by the touch of Christ. We hear in this gospel of Christ our God healing this deaf, mute, one who couldn't hear and could not speak. How can we not be in wonder of these things? We know the miracles. We hear the miracles of Christ over and over again. But how can we not be in wonder at what we see happening? One who could not hear. One who could not speak. By the very touch of the hand, the fingers, the spittle of Christ. He is completely restored to be able to both hear and speak. But I wonder, do we see in this very miracle? The very physicality of God incarnate. The very physicality of God incarnate. How near God truly drew to mankind as shown in this very gospel. One of my favorite writings on an expression of the incarnation that shows just how near God came to man. It's from this instance where St. Ephraim speaks of this very healing work of Christ. Listen to his words. Listen to the picture he paints of the reality that occurred in those moments. St. Ephraim taught, That power which may not be handled came down and clothed itself in members that may be touched, that the desperate may draw near to him, that in touching his humanity they may discern his divinity. <clears throat> For that speechless man, the Lord healed with the fingers of his body. He put his fingers into the man's ear and he touched his tongue. At that moment, with fingers that may be touched, that man touched the Godhead that may not be handled. Isn't that beautiful? How close his divinity came to actually touch us for our healing. St. Ephraim continues. Immediately this loosed the string of his tongue and opened the clogged doors of his ears. 
for the architect of the body itself and artificer of all flesh had come personally to him. And with his gentle voice tenderly opened up his obstructed ears. Then his mouth, which had been closed up so that it could not give birth to one word, gave birth to praise him who had made its barrenness fruitful. This beautiful language you're hearing, this beautiful language you're hearing, my friends, is the language of the incarnation of God in the word of God, the person of Jesus Christ. Brought so exceptionally near, even so that this one man could draw near and touch God and find healing. How much more as he would? How much more as he would do this for all of mankind? That power which may not be handled came down and clothed itself physically that it could be touched, experienced toward the healing of the human person. When Christ's fingers touch his ears. The man has touched the fingers of God, the same fingers that wrote the law on the mountain for Moses. And this is precisely how Christ our God existed among us when in flesh and joined to his divinity all the way until his ascension. And my friends, I tell you the truth expressed by the scriptures and the church forever. That this is precisely as how the incarnate Jesus Christ exists among us, dwells among us, has drawn near to all of us now and forever. For just as our Lord Jesus Christ condescended to take on flesh, that self-emptying that Father James has been talking about in his sermons and talking about very well. Just as Christ condescended to take on flesh, that His divinity may be experienced by us, and by that experience, He walked this earth, and man was healed by the touch of His hands or the power of His word. Our Lord would do so once again, be incarnate, be enfleshed once again at Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit was poured out into all fallen human flesh and blood. The ministry of the Incarnation, that same ministry that you heard St. Ephraim describe to you, that we are taught today, is to continue through the end of the age by virtue of a people filled by God's Holy Spirit poured out into us in that day. That we may continue in that ministry to the end of the age as Christ's royal, royal priesthood and holy nation, as our own St. Peter tells us. His church here on the earth. I think sometimes we fail to make the connection between the re the creation of all things in the very beginning and the recreation that occurred in all things on the day of Pentecost. Remember the beginning. God formed man out of the dust of the earth, and into what He formed. He breathed into his lifeless body his own spirit, and man lived. Listen to what Saint Gregory of Nazianzus says about that event. He says God spoke. Pardon me. He spoke. Jesus spoke, and taking some of the newly minted earth, his immortal hands made an image into which he imparted some of his own life. He sent his spirit. A beam from the invisible divinity into man, and man had life. 
Fast forward to Pentecost and we see the same thing. At Pentecost, God breathed his Holy Spirit once again into lifeless man. Truly lifeless from the every result of the fall because where there is distance from God, where there is lack of union with God, there can be no true life. For he is the source of life. He is life himself. And as the patriarch Ezekiel, when prophesying about the very day of Pentecost, put it, you remember his prophecy of the valley of the dry bones? There was a valley of nothing but dead and lifeless bones, no flesh, nothing, just bones all in a valley. And when watered by the Holy Spirit, what happened to the bones? They began to grow muscle and ligament and sinews and flesh. They were lifed again. They were lifed again. And in that moment at Pentecost, from that day forward to the very end of the age, Christ would be incarnate once again where? In what he calls his body. My friends, the body of Christ, again, I've said this before, is not just a nice little term describing us. It is an actual revelation of something that God has done Wrapping flesh once again around his divinity and ministering in this earth to the salvation of all. And we have to see this. He has lifed us again. And we have been life to become the very carriers and couriers of the King of kings and Lord of lords himself. The God of salvation and carriers and couriers of the divine kingdom and every benefit that is therein. And he has absolutely shared his incarnate ministry of reconciling this world back to himself, lifing all who will come into him. He has shared it with us. Let us never forget the words of Blessed St. Paul describing all of this to us in 2 Corinthians, where he says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ, and has given us, the church, the ministry of reconciliation. That is, God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their sins against them, and has committed to us, us, church, the ministry of reconciliation. You are his body. And we have got to have the way that we see ourselves evolve and change into the truth of what he has remade us. How he has refashioned us to be literally him in this earth. That people, every time I go back and pray before those icons in the back, before every service that we have. I go before one of our blessed saints from Alaska who so grew in the virtues of our Lord Jesus Christ that the testimony was so many came and were baptized because when they experienced this blessed saint in Alaska, they experienced every virtue of Christ. As if Jesus was standing right before them. They experienced him. They were touched by him. They found healing through this fallen Nature, redeemed saint of God. They experienced the living Lord Jesus Christ. My friend, I gave you prayers.
for evangelism that are given by the wisdom of Christ to his holy church, three prayers. And I want to revisit these to show you how these prayers that we pray, which every liturgical prayer, we know they express the truth of our faith. They express and reveal something to us about the Lord our God and about ourselves. And this is true with even these prayers for evangelism. Listen to a few of the things we pray amongst these prayers. We beseech thee to be present in thy power with the missions of thy church in this our land. Show forth thy compassion to the helpless, enlighten the ignorant, succor those in peril, and bring home the wanderers in safety to thy full power. How, Lord, will you show forth your compassion to the helpless, enlighten the ignorant, bring home wanderers to the fold? How? Through your holy church. In your power, revealing yourself to all who come into contact with us. Another prayer we pray. Make us witnesses, living testimonies, living glimpses, living experiences to your goodness, full of love, full of faith, for your glory and the salvation of the entire world. These are the things we pray. Let's pray them in truth, seeing Christ's will and desire, seeing the great act that he has done in making us his body by giving us the Holy Spirit. Let us return for just one more moment to the blessed words of St. Ephraim and see how they are completed through Christ even in us. He says that power which may not be handled came down and clothed itself in members that may be touched. Who are those members now? You. Me. God has enfleshed himself by sending us the Holy Spirit that he might truly minister through us. That the desperate may draw near to him, he says, how? Through us. His church, that they may discern, that they may touch his humanity through us and yet discern his divinity as all of those natives in Alaska did with that blessed saint. These are the truths of who we are in our faith. The ministry that Christ does for us in this world is far less about our convincing any soul about some truth that we happen to believe in. The ministry of Christ through his church, that reconciling ministry, is far more about our becoming who we truly have been given to become. The transformation of our own lives for the sake of our own salvation and the experience of Christ through us throughout this world. Then and only then, my friend, will the world see just how physically close his divinity has come to them. Then they will experience the wonder of Christ and the kingdom of God. And having experienced his mercy and having experienced his grace, they will become like the deaf mute. Their ears, through the experience of Christ through us, their ears will be open to receive the word of God, revealing God to them. And having experienced Christ himself through us, their mouth, where it was dumb to praise the living God, will be filled with praise like this man he was healed and will declare the glory of God to others that they may receive it as well and praise him. My friends, be in great prayer that the Lord will continue to expand his revelation to you and 
thy will for me, of just exactly and precisely who we are and his divine purpose in and through us in this life and that which is.